While You Were Folding, Episode 7, Lenten Healing. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about all my favorite things, marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading, writing, and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. Most importantly, it's just a great excuse to get together to talk with like-minded women who are committed to beginning again each day. I am not going to pretend to be an expert, but I will ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Today, we're going to be talking about my Lenten plans, both for myself and my marriage, as well as for our family. But before I do that, I'm going to give you a weekly recap of what's new around here. And before I do that, I'd like to go ahead and start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father of mercy, thank you so much for the opportunity for rest and rejuvenation that you gave to Philip and I this last week for our vacation. We had a wonderful time reconnecting with one another and to be reaffirmed in our goals that we have for our marriage and for our family and our vocation. Please continue to bless us and build us up and please watch over us as we move into the Lenten season starting on Wednesday. Please keep us faithful to the goals that you've put on our hearts and help us to hear what it is you want us to hear as we enter into Lent to know how you can heal us, how you can bring us hope, and how we can better live out the things that you wish for us in all of our lives. We ask this through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So last week was a totally different week for us. It feels like it's been forever since I've recorded an episode. Philip and I got to go to a beautiful resort, which we've been to before. The last time we were there, I was pregnant with our youngest, Dorothy, and we had an awesome time. We were there for let's see, six days from Monday to Saturday. And then um, we got home late Saturday night. And while we were there, I read, I would have to count how many books, I think seven books while we were there. And I wanted to share some of these titles with you because they were wonderful. And I'm still chewing over a lot of the things that I learned. So I'm just going to rattle off these titles and talk a little bit about each of them because books are my favorite thing. And I think, honest to goodness, a dozen of you have emailed me since I started this podcast, and my Amazon wish list is overflowing. I already had something like 370 titles on there when I started this podcast. It's ridiculous, I know. I have a problem. But um, all of you are totally enabling my book problem because you have sent me all kinds of titles. So thank you for that, especially those of you who have sent me fiction, because fiction is something that I am not naturally as good as finding for myself. Um, So real quickly, I want to go through these different books that I read. First, I finished Michael Hyatt's Your Best Year Ever. I gave that one four stars. He does a really great job of going through doing some really practical goal setting parameters. And that was my favorite part about the book, how to do better goal setting for yourself. The next one was a fiction title. It's The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. 
This is a World War II novel, and it just seems like World War II novels are kind of the it genre of the moment. Um, I thought this one, I was disappointed that I read this one after All the Light You Cannot See, or is it All the Light We Cannot See? I'm embarrassed. I can't remember which pronoun. I think it's All the Light You Cannot See. Um, I was disappointed I read this one after that one because this one was not, it was a good story. I enjoyed it, but it was not nearly as, I guess I would say literary. It was well-written, but I didn't think the writing was quite as strong as All the Light You Cannot See. And I liked the characters. I appreciated the different sister storyline that was happening there. My favorite part was the line where one of the characters said that the women in the war in World War II were participating in a shadow war, that they are not the ones whose stories are usually remembered, but they equally lived in a time of war. So I thought that that was really powerful, but I give that one four stars. Um, I have way more feelings about it, but I don't want to give away any spoilers, so I will leave it at that. The next title... I think this one is probably my favorite book that I read while we were on vacation. It's called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And I gave this one five stars. And if I could, I would give it more. But this book, the subtitle is The Surprising New Science That Will Transform Your Sex Life. Okay, you guys, I don't know where this book was when I got married. Actually, it wasn't even written yet. It just came out a couple years ago. And I found out about this book from a Catholic writer online. And I thought that it would be a good read. It would be informative. But I walked away from this book feeling so much more empowered, feeling so understood, feeling validated about my attitudes towards sex, which I also... I always thought that I had a healthy attitude about my sexuality, but I walked away from this book feeling like I am a totally normal person. My body is totally normal, and what has to change are the context surrounding sex in our marriage and both my understanding and Philip's understanding of how my brain, my body, my whole attitude leading up to that moment influences everything. And so we are still definitely talking through that book. I read the paper copy of that and I think I underlined, starred, or dog-eared something on every single page in that book. So again, the title is Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. Fair warning, this is a very secular book. It is definitely not coming from a Catholic lens. However, There is so much beautiful stuff in this book that totally has theology of the body written all over it. And if I could sum up the premise of this book, I would say it is that as a woman, you are normal. Your sexuality is not less than a man's, that the culture tries to tell us that your sexuality as a woman is supposed to come through the same lens as a man's, and that yours is inferior because it's a woman. And this book tries to say that men and women are different, which I thought was totally radical and beautiful for her to say. And not only are men and women different, but women are perfectly healthy as they are. And your sexuality, because you are different, is going to be different from a man's. And so 
fair warning, there's plenty of stuff in the book that is not coming from a Catholic lens, but the stuff that's in there that helped to, I guess, inform my idea of how I approach sexuality within our marriage has just brought a lot of blessings already to our discussion about that. So I read the paper copy and Philip actually found the book on audio through Hoopla. And so he, I think, is almost done reading the whole thing. He might have even finished it the last day of our trip. But we are working through that, talking through that book, and it has already been a big blessing in our marriage. So I definitely encourage all of you to pick up a copy of that one. The next title that I read was another fiction one. This one is actually a um, YA, young adult book. It's called The War That Saved My Life. And let me see, the author is Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. That's a mouthful. Um, And this one actually has a sequel out as well. And this book, I give it four stars. It's another World War II. (laughs) I guess I gravitate toward that uh, period of time. But this one is set in London, England during World War II. The main character's name is Ada. And her and her younger brother, Jamie... Ada and her younger brother, Jamie, are sent to live in the country during World War II to avoid the bombing that is supposed to be happening in London. And Ada was born with a club foot, and she is growing up with an abusive mother. And so the war, through a turn of events, ends up saving her life in more ways than one because she gets to live with this very loving caretaker. And it's about... Ada coming to understand who she is as a young woman and how she fits into the world as a young person who was born with a club foot and trying to find healing physically and emotionally through that whole process. So I really enjoyed this one. It had been a while since I read a young adult book, but I gave this one four stars. The next title that I read was called Welcome Homeless by Alan Graham. He is the founder of Mobile Loaves and Fishes and Community Now. And this I found on Overdrive, which is an app that you can find through your local library if they have a subscription to it. And I loved this one because Alan is a no-nonsense Texan, and he's actually the one who narrated the book, which I always love when the author is the narrator for the audio. And his whole message is that we become more human by humanizing others. And he gets down to the meaning of what it is to be at home and what it means to be homeless. And I loved this book. I loved the whole message behind it. And it gave me some greater insights into what poverty is, what it's not, and how we can help our brothers and sisters who are struggling. So I gave this one full five stars. The next title I absolutely loved, and I highly recommend this one for a Lenten read if you're looking for something to read this Lent. This is called Loved As I Am by Sister Miriam James Hydland, and I gave this one five stars. This is, um, the subtitle is An Invitation to Conversion, Healing, and Freedom Through Jesus. How we can find healing and freedom when Jesus, we figure out that Jesus loves us, basically, is what the message is. And I loved this one because Sister Miriam, I think... 
a lot of us have this preconceived notion that a religious sister enters into the convent and has this perfect life and she just gets to pray all day, especially if she's a cloistered nun. But Sister Miriam dispels that myth very quickly in this book and shares her story of her own brokenness and how she came to find healing and peace in her relationship with Jesus and how all of us can do the same thing. And she writes so beautifully and honestly that I think it's a great read for anyone to look at this Lent. And the last title that I uh, was looking at while we were gone is called The Danish Way of Parenting, What the Happiest People in the World Know About Raising Confident, Capable Kids. And it's written by Jessica Joel Alexander and Ivan Dissing Sandal. This one I thought was a great read. There were a lot of really good takeaways. I thought it was a little bit general at times and didn't go as deep as I would have liked if Audible and all of these different listening devices and rating places could do half stars. I probably would have given this one three and a half, but I felt generous, so I gave it four. Um, But I thought the general takeaways were beautiful and helped reaffirm a lot of the decisions that Philip and I have made with our parenting philosophy, but I definitely recommend this one. This one I listened to via audio on Audible, and I definitely recommend it. So those are just a couple of the brief insights that I gained from the books that I read. And as always, I would love to hear your book recommendations. So if you've read anything lately that you're really enjoying, please send me those titles. You can email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com. We got back from our trip late Sunday, or I guess it was late Saturday night, and then The next day was our daughter Jane's eighth birthday, but unfortunately I must have picked up some sort of a bug on the last day of our trip because I was so sick. I was in bed all day on Sunday and I felt miserable just not just because I was physically sick with nausea and all of that horrible stuff, but because it was our daughter's birthday. And I was envisioning it being this awesome welcome back day of us being together as a family on a Sunday. But instead, I was in bed all day long. And it also happened to be World Marriage Day. And I need to give Philip an MVP award because he handled all of it like a boss. He took all four of the kids to mass by himself and They sat in the front pew, and that is no small task for our family. And he got through the end of it. I I even got a text message from one of my friends saying gold star to Philip because he still had a smile on his face at the end of mass. So way to go, man. You were awesome. And he brought everyone home, and he took care of all the meals all day for everyone and kept everyone happy and entertained. I came in and out of the family time as I could so that Jane could open her presents and we had some family time while I was on the couch in a reclined position. I was pretty pathetic. But um, then at the end of the day, Philip decided to ask Jane if she might be willing to postpone having her birthday cake until the next day. And she came to me and she was 
crying and I thought she was upset because of her birthday being ruined because I was so sick but she was crying and she said I'm just so sad that you're sick and we can do a birthday redo and so that's exactly what we did today we had Jane's birthday cake tonight Monday night and got to celebrate with her and I was feeling much better today and we had had it planned so that Philip would help with re-entry by taking Monday off after our trip. So fortunately, he had today off anyway, so that I could have another day to recuperate and um, get things more under control around here. But I was able to surprise Jane at school by picking up some of her favorite fast food, Runza, and bringing that to her at lunch today and having a special mommy-daughter date at school in the middle of the day. So that was pretty cool. But, oh man, I felt like the Holy Spirit was all over things around here because typically re-entry after trip is pretty difficult because you have just the pile of everything that you need to catch up on from while you're gone, the actual physical mountain of laundry and mail and email and everything else that's waiting for you. And then just the emotional everything that's happening and the kids typically are acting out a little bit because they missed you and they're trying to be reassured in their attachment to you. So they have all kinds of attention-seeking behaviors. And while I've been recording this, we even had Harry, the preschooler, come down just to make sure everything's okay and knocking on the door. (laughs) But I feel like the Holy Spirit has totally covered all of this because even with my illness, I've been forced to just slow down and recognize that this re-entry time is a chance for me to push pause realize how blessed we are to have these four young kids and the pile of laundry waiting for us because it's a sign that we have a full blessed life to come back to. So I've been trying just to slow down and really appreciate things. And this virus forced me (laughs) to literally slow down and take a beat and realize all the awesome blessings that we have back at home. So we're happy to be back and jumping into another week But this week is extra special because we are entering into Lent. And I thought that this week I would spend some time talking about what my Lenten plans are for this year. And I just so happened to have my um, monthly meeting with my spiritual director today. And after we started my meeting with confession, I totally passed the buck (laughs) to him. And I said, Father, I was wondering if you could just tell me what to do for Lent this year, because I haven't really spent very much time trying to figure out what I'm doing yet. I I have some books I want to read. I have this Bible study I'm really enjoying. But beyond that, beyond doing more time in prayer, I haven't really spent too much time with it. So his eyes got kind of wide and he started telling me about this retreat that he had been on and told me that he would like me to read this book. The book is called Be Healed by Bob. I'm sorry, I do not know how to pronounce the last name. Schutz. It's spelled S-C-H-U-C-H-T-S. And this book, uh, the subtitle is A Guide to Encountering the Powerful Love of Jesus in Your Life. And if you flip through the first couple of pages, the author was able to get both the, 
I don't know my pronunciation, Nihil Obstat and the Imprimatur. So he has the blessing of the church that this book is free from doctrinal error. And um, that's pretty awesome for me. And it's 10 chapters long. It has a total of 201 pages with the notes section. It has an inclusion, an introduction, a conclusion, and a foreword in there. So it's a decent sized book, but it's not huge. And my spiritual director has tasked me with reading it this Lent. But he knows me very well. And so he told me I'm not allowed to just fly through this book. And he wants me to try and finish it right around Holy Week so that at the end of reading this book, we will meet again during Holy Week and I will have an opportunity with him to do what's called a general confession. So a general confession, as best I understand it, is an opportunity. Let me see. I took notes today during spiritual direction. And as my spiritual director told me, a general confession is an opportunity for you to tell the narrative of your story, your woundedness. But it's not about culpability. It's about the wounds that you have. And in a lot of 12-step programs, and Sister Miriam wrote about this in her book that I mentioned earlier, Loved As I Am. She says, we are only as sick as our secrets. And um, today, my spiritual director mentioned that book because Sister Miriam was actually one of the participants on the team for the retreat that uh, Father attended. And he was able to receive a lot of the same insights that I gained from her in her story. And... The whole idea of a general confession is that in the end, you can still be free from your sins and your woundedness, but it doesn't mean that you're not still in a battle. But a general confession is an opportunity for you to approach confession as a sacrament of healing, which is exactly what it is. Because God refers to himself as one of his titles is the divine physician. And so in a general confession, you're able to start from your birth up until present day and go through talking about the moments where you have been wounded, either through fault of your own or those moments that had nothing to do with with your culpability, with your fault. And just taking it all to the divine physician and showing him your wounds and asking him in his divine mercy to bring healing to you as the divine physician. So, This book is going to be a way that I help prepare myself for that, and I would love to hear from those of you who have done a general confession before, what that experience is like, and if you have any resources or suggestions on how to prepare for a general confession, because the whole idea is kind of daunting since I've been doing spiritual direction for a couple of years with my spiritual director, I've gotten into the habit of monthly confession. And so I don't have any sort of intimidation or fear about the sacrament. In fact, confession has become next to receiving the Eucharist, my favorite sacrament. I just cannot get enough of that feeling. This side of heaven, those words, I absolve you of your sins are just the best. They bring tears to my eyes every time I hear them. But I would just love to hear from those of you who have been able to receive 
the kind of healing that comes from a general confession, what that whole experience is like, please email me about that at podcast at katherineboucher.com. And let me know if you're willing to let me share your story on the podcast, because I'd love to do that. So um, that's part of my plan for this Lent to start to go through that book. I even being the type A person that I am, after I dropped my kids off at a class this afternoon, after I left spiritual direction, I came up with a reading plan to go through that book. And then I spent the rest of my time trying to figure out what the rest of my goals are for this Lent. And unlike previous years, I'm approaching this with the spirit of God allowing me to be teachable. So if one weekend He makes it abundantly clear that I'm not supposed to be doing one of these other things other than the book that my spiritual director gave me, then I'm totally open to abandoning it. So as of now, my plan is to read the book to get ready for my general confession during Holy Week. And then every day when I get the kids down for their nap time, and that's if everything goes according to plan with nap time, then I'm going to light a candle and sit down with a cup of coffee and spend at least 10 minutes journaling about how God had shown himself to me that day and then thank him for how he has shown himself to me. And then most importantly, ask him to heal the wounds that I received that day and to show how he was there in that moment of woundedness and how he continues to be there with me in that woundedness. And I think that will help me to start to understand on a day-to-day basis and to be more aware of God's presence, not just in those awesome feel-good moments, but in those moments that were more difficult as well. And then it's a goal of mine after I've spent those 10 minutes journaling to spend two minutes in silence. And I need to work on this big time. So I am actually going to set a timer and work on just sitting in silence. And if you're anything like me, you struggle with this. And so before I even start that journaling time, I am planning on just writing down whatever's on my brain to get my brain to calm down to work on a to-do list or whatever. And then throughout Lent, we have... um, this women's group that I lead at our parish called Women at the Well. And at our last meeting, one of the other women brought up this question that she's planning on meditating on during this Lent. And I thought it was so fantastic that I wanted to bring it here. She says, what would the devil tempt you with in the desert? I love that question. I'll say it again. What would the devil tempt you with in the desert? What would he tempt you with? Would it be, I don't know, I have to really spend some time meditating on that this Lent. So that's something I'm going to be praying about. Um, And other than that, that's it for my own personal plans for this Lent. And then I came up with some other goals, both for marriage and for our family. So with the kids, I am working on giving them undivided attention. So With our younger two, we have time almost every day after lunch before their nap time, and I want to work on letting them lead our playtime instead of suggesting all of my favorite ways to play with them and to willingly go along with whatever they want to do. And I 
I noticed I have a lot of really positive inner thoughts about them as I'm spending time with them, but I'm not always good about telling them the things that I think about that are really positive. So I'm going to work on telling them all of the positive thoughts that come to me as they come to me and to tell them how they delight me because I'm not always good about sharing those things with them. And with our older two, with Walt and Jane, I'm going to work on also giving them that undivided time after school and before bed. So it's a goal to spend at least 30 minutes with all of the kids, not necessarily one-on-one, but to make sure they have 30 minutes of my undivided attention with siblings or alone at some point during the day. So that's my goal with the kids. And then all together as a family, our parish is starting an initiative on Thursday evenings to do a family rosary. And we hope to participate in that as often as we can. And outside of that, we are hoping to restart praying the rosary, but we're going to be realistic about it. And we are just starting with praying a decade of the rosary every night after dinner, but before bedtime. And that I think is going to be a beautiful chance for us to reconnect. I, um, in previous years, I have always been a really big fan of the podcast Rosary Army, and they have a new podcast out. The new podcast is called Adventures in Imperfect Living, and that's with Greg and Jennifer Willits, and I highly recommend that one. They have old archived episodes of Rosary Cast. They have scriptural meditations of the rosary there, which are absolutely beautiful. And it's our plan to go through the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary during Lent with the kids. So it's nice to have an audio file on hand so that you're not having to lead the rosary on your own. So that's our game plan. And then a friend of mine suggested this at Women at the Well as well. I thought that this was a really cool idea to buy some purple fabric at the craft store and then to use the fabric to cover up the crucifix and any other images that you have of Jesus at home. So that's um, something else that we're hoping to do. We haven't been really watching a whole bunch of TV aside from the Olympics around here. But on Friday nights, it's become a tradition of ours. I stole this from another friend. See, <laughs> the good borrow, the great steal is what I always always say. Um, but we've had a tradition the last several Friday nights of having a special family movie night. And instead of having a regular movie, we are going to get on a website called formed.org. And maybe your parish has a uh, membership to formed, but they have a lot of really great faith-based movies on there. So we've We're going to tell the kids from now on during Lent on Friday nights, instead of watching a regular movie, we're going to pick something from formed.org using our parish membership code so that we can watch something more faith-based on there. And that's it for our family goals. For marriage, Philip and I are going to go through a video series on Formed instead of watching a regular TV show. And then... Well, we don't really watch that much TV anyway, so that'll probably be more of a weekend thing. And then I am working on, with Philip, always giving him a warm welcome home. So putting down whatever I'm working on, giving him a hug and a kiss. And then once the kids go down to bed, to really be intentional about hearing about his day, any concerns that he had about how the day went, 
or what's on the docket for tomorrow and really giving him my undivided attention. And I also am going to work on receiving any affection that he gives me warmly and then work on leading with my affection because more often than not, I allow Philip to lead in the area of giving affection and I want to make sure that he knows how much I appreciate him through initiating affection between the two of us. But that's pretty much it for my Lenten plans. I am really excited to have this book to work through and anticipate my general confession. But like I said, I would really like to hear from those of you who have done a general confession before. I imagine those of you who joined the church and got to receive the sacrament of confession for the first time as an adult felt similarly about the sacrament in approaching it as I do as an adult with general confession. So just tell me what um, what that was like. Give me your feedback at podcast at katherineboucher.com. I'd love to hear about your Lenten plans as well. I want to challenge each of you. Maybe you've done a general confession before, or maybe you have totally different plans than I have, but I want you to think about what needs healing in your life, and I want you to bring it to the divine physician. Maybe it's been a really long time since you've been to the sacrament of confession, or maybe you have been struggling with faith in general. Bring it to Jesus. He wants to heal you. He died on the cross for you, and he loves you. So don't be afraid to be honest with him because he already knows where you're hurt, where you're feeling wounded, and he wants to meet you there. I definitely encourage you to do that this Lenten season. Open your ears to whatever it is he's putting upon your heart for you to bring to him. That's going to do it for this week. I hope all of you have a blessed start to your Lent. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you listen. Please send me your feedback. I have been getting so many great emails and comments. Please keep them up. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram under Catherine Boucher or send me an email at podcast at com. Until next week. Don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.